What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Productivity Lovers Podcast 3? Or 4? Maybe. Maybe. I think it's Maybe. Four. I don't know. It's one of them. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so, Chris? Let's, so, hi. How are you? How's your kitchen? Uh, my kitchen is a mess. My kitchen mm. is rubble. My kitchen is cabinet cabinetless. My kitchen mm. is stoveless. Yeah. My there's no drywall. Oh, oh no. <laughs> my kitchen is a wreck, and so is the rest of my main living area. Everything that was in the kitchen is now in all the other spaces. Yeah. That I would normally go to just to be away from the kitchen mess. <laughs> wow. No, I don't have my little go to spaces. So it's a mess, and it is really messing with my brain. Because, as you know, I am extremely type A, and I like things nice and orderly. Yeah. I want, and I can't have that. So this part of the kitchen renovation is deep breath, musa, yoga, like, you know, meditation, let's do it 10 times a day, kind of. Yeah. That's where I am at the moment. So it's. It's affecting me in ways that I am a little surprised by because I would normally want to create more order mm-hmm. because there's such disorder, but I'm finding that I'm just letting things go. I just, I'm running, I'm running away from the mess. Mm-hmm. So instead of creating order like I would normally, I just say, okay, I'm done. And I get up and I, and I leave. Yeah, that's, that's, that feels really hard because when you are remodeling your kitchen, we forget how much junk our kitchen stores. Oh yeah, that, that was the other thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, there should be a piece of cake. It's not that much. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a lot. It's like we store a lot of junk in our kitchens. I mean, there are a lot of, I don't know how big your kitchen is, but there's a lot of cabinet space in mine. And like when you start pulling all of that out, which yeah. as a matter of fact, I am. I thought this was be I thought this would be a great I know we're you know we're off topic like the total productivity thing, but I think it's relevant, right? Because you are remodeling your kitchen and I am moving. And that feels like a lot of changes. And we are like normally the time I would have to like be productive, respond to people's emails, like do admin work. It's been sucked up by like sorting and organizing closets and getting rid of stuff. And that has just been very challenging in the last, I mean, I've been doing it for six weeks now. It feels like I have more email in my inbox right now than I (laughs) I have had in a real long time. And regularly people are like, you didn't respond to my email. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I didn't. Okay. So own it, right? Yeah. Own it and say, yes, you're right. I didn't, but here I am now. Let's talk now. I know. I, I am saying that. I'm saying, I'm just being honest and I'm saying, you know, I, I'm sorry I didn't respond to your email. I'm in the process of moving. Yep. I haven't moved in like 14 years. So I've forgotten how disruptive that process can be. 
think about how much you accumulated across 14 years. Yes. Right? So it's not like you stepped in, you stepped back 14 years ago when you had for that beginning stages of stuff. Now you, every year since then, more things have entered the house. Sure, some things have left, but, you know, you've accumulated a couple things, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. You can say that for sure. There is a lot of stuff accumulated. And I think like the one which my, my productivity is down to like zero. Oh, it can't be zero. I am like, I'm getting, I'm just doing the very, like I'm Everything doing the wrong. very important and I'm delivering services and I'm consulting with people. And if I have an appointment with you, I show up, I was, you know, like a few minutes late lately, sure. like for the most part, like that is the only productivity I have. Like I must have an appointment with a person human in order for it to get accomplished. And that's but, all you can give at the moment. Yeah. So I think part of this is saying, so, you know, at the beginning we said, okay, we're a little bit off topic as we're talking about, you know, crazy kitchens and moving, mm-hmm. but your environment can and will impact how much you get done. Yeah. And also impact your motivation to do those things. Yeah. So I think you should cut yourself a little bit of slack mm-hmm. only because Moving is no fun. And everybody's done that. It's not fun. Even when you are the most organized person, you have checklists and labels and color coding and all of that. It's still a process. Yeah. A very intense, laborious, mental, physical process. Yeah. It's not easy. And I think we're also dealing with change, right? Isn't this part of what's happening? Yeah. Good change. You want to move or else, you know, you wouldn't be doing it right now. Right. So you want to move. I want to renovate my kitchen, but we have to kind of trudge through some stuff while, you know, as we wait to get to that light at the end of the tunnel. So it will impact how much you can get done. And no matter how well you plan, things will come up. You know, every day I sort of sit and wait like, okay, they're going to tear down some other wall or do something else. And they're going to tell me something is wrong. I'm just sort of like waiting (laughs) for that to happen. So it's just how we approach it and also how we deal with the stuff that comes up. So I like that you're owning it. You're saying, yeah, I know. And I, you know, thank you for being patient while I work through Mm -hmm. these kinds of things. But let's talk. I'm always into that sort of future thinking too. I don't want to wait around in, oh, I'm really sorry, fall on my sword. I really should have called you. I really should have emailed you land. I want to move away from that. I want to acknowledge and appreciate that you have been patient. Now I want to look forward Mm. and say, what can we do next? Yeah. I love, I love that. I love that you just said that because I think like, you know, I, I think maybe like we can bring that off into like maybe a topic that's more relevant for people is that like, there is a lot of guilt that happens when you're not productive or when you don't respond to people on time or when you're just sitting down doing nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, which is not bad. There is some impression that that is what we're doing, that we're just sitting around doing nothing. And sure, there's plenty of us like binging, you know, whatever on Netflix, but the majority of us are not doing that. We're like, you know, we're caring for parents or we're caring for children or we're doing some important things that we're supposed to be done that need to take care of. So we're not just, I mean, I personally am not just sitting around thinking like, oh, I'm not going to respond to your email. <laughs> I am just like, well, there are boxes calling my name right now. There, There's only so much time in the day, we always say, right? Mm-hmm. And that is true. But if you think about 
your your own capacity. So your day has 24 hours, mm-hmm. but your brain also has capacity. Your body has a limit as well. So for me, the limit, you know, early in the morning, it's the meter is high. You know, we get down to like three in the afternoon. It's really below half, right? Mm-hmm. So we know what our capacity is. And when we're moving, when we're renovating, when anything big, some kind of big change is happening, we push past the capacity, but it's hard mm-hmm. and it requires effort. So I think, yes, give yourself some grace, cut yourself some slack because we're doing something that we wouldn't normally do, like moving, you know, and so once we get past it, we can start building back those routines that worked for us in the past mm. and rely on those. It's those routines that kind of keep us steady. And we know we have that to look forward to. So you're, yeah, you're, you know, you're kind of doing it day by day, but once you get back to your normal, and I guess we're all looking to get back to normal in this pandemic age of the pandemic, but once we get back to that, we know we have these really strong routines that we can pick up and use and that can serve as well. So all is not lost, but acknowledging that, yeah, you know, it's kind of tricky, even for us type A people, it's tricky. Yeah. A couple of things came up for me and I, and that might be like a whole other subject. It's like this concept of disruption that we expect to get back to normal, but mm-hmm. what happens when it never does? then you have a new one. <laughs> you have a new normal. Yeah. Craft. So you take the tools you have and you say, well, you know what? These tools are not going to work with this new normal. I need a whole new set or I'm just going to take this one out and put this one in, or maybe I just don't need this anymore. And it's time to make a real hard shift. Mm-hmm. So we create a new set of habits and a new set of routines. So it's not that, I mean, we're we evolve, right? We change, we grow, we mature, hopefully, <laughs> right? Those things happen. And the things that we that have traveled with us along the, those years, we'll have to flex and adjust. And if they can't flex and adjust anymore, then they kind of need to go and something new takes its place. But we, I don't know if we like change as much as we say we do. No, nobody likes change. I think, I think, People say they like change. They're lying. <laughs> I will challenge you on it. Uh, one thing that came up for me when you said all of that is like, in, it's like self resiliency. Like what I heard you say is like, yes, you used to have really good routines and everything used to work the way it did. And then like, you know, things happen, pandemic, moving, whatever, kitchen remodel, whatever your situation it is that we go through. And, you know, like I can think of, pretty much all of my clients in that process that they're going to something that forces them to change. Right. And then what comes out on the other side is still you and yeah. you're okay. And like, I'm okay. And like yeah. it's the routines, the, the, you know, the, the productivity, the schedule, the, the tool, the thing, the kitchen, like your cabinets may not even be the same. Right. But you're, right. Still, you're still you and you have enough, you have enough you have more than enough knowledge in you to just create something new out of it and still be okay. If we just trust ourselves enough to allow for it to come out on the other side and just remind ourselves that like, I'm okay. Even without that same routine I used to have or the same cabinet, I'm still going to be okay when I unpack and settle. I mean, it's a good point to make because during this pandemic, you know, we're thrown in, well, you and I, we, we've worked from home before, so this is not new to us. But for many people, it is new. 
to sort of thrown into it with that plan and forethought. They're sort of, they're working under this circumstance that is unnatural, or at least it feels that way. And we have to have that hope that, and also not just hope and motivation and inspiration, but we need to have something we can rely on so that we can get to the other side of this. You know, you might be working from home with your partner and your children and the dog that needs to be walked and the cat that needs, you know, whatever the cat, I don't know if cats need anything, but you know, we have all of these changes happening at the same time and it feels unsettling, but over time we start to adjust and we are resilient enough to make it work and come out on the other side. Maybe not, you know, perfect, but good enough, right? Sometimes we are striving for excellence in every area and it must be perfect and just so, you know, this renovation has taught me that I have to let go of some things. I have to acknowledge that when you're renovating, there's going to be rubble. But on the other side of that is- A lot of it. (laughs) Gosh, yeah. (laughs) going to be a lot of rubble. Honestly, part of it is also me acknowledging that, you know, I could be in a much worse circumstance, Mm -hmm. right? I have the privilege of working from home. I have the ability to do a renovation and live through it and deal with it and process all those emotions. There are people who don't have food to eat. What am I complaining about? So that doesn't mean I shouldn't acknowledge how I feel. Don't get me wrong. But perspective also is everything. It might feel and look awful. But when I think about it in the grand scheme of things, it really isn't. It's it's a moment in time. I have tools. I have people. I have strategies I can use to help me get through this, what is for me, a tricky time. You know, and, and so I'm, I'm hopeful that for other people, they see that they have other resources that they can sort of tap into also as they're working from home and dealing with some of the craziness that's happening in the world. Yeah. So I just wondered, like, what is your productivity binky? Like, what is it that you go to that is like, oh, this is comfortable. And I can just like go back to that over and over again when you feel like, oh, your whole world is up in chaos and like, you know, your schedule is a little nutty. And there's banging in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't know that I have a productivity binky, but I do I I do check my calendar often. Okay. My calendar is sort of a grounding thing. It mm-hmm. it tells me where to be and who to be with. Okay. Sometimes on really hectic days, I have to check it more frequently because I will forget. Because there's so much going on, other things start to fill my brain and I say, oh, wait a minute, what's happening tomorrow? Okay, calendar. Oh, I'm meeting with Chris. Okay, I got that. All right. So I need to do these three things in order to meet with Chris. I need to be camera ready. <laughs> I have to brush my hair. You know, I have to look presentable. I've got to get set up my tech. And so I start going through my checklist of what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And that helps me stay grounded. So my calendar keeps me focused. And if I have to check it 10 times, I check it 10 times. And usually that's the, one of the last things I check before I go to bed. So I know where I'm supposed to be and what time I am the person that likes to be early, 10 minutes early. I would prefer to wait and then be present when somebody joins me on a video call, right? And I don't mind waiting. I have no problems waiting. There's so much I can do in my wait time. So the calendar is really that thing that it's like, okay, it's okay. I know where I need to be. I'm not going to be late. My house is a mess. That's okay. I won't be late and I'll show up where I'm supposed to be. That's it. And if I am late, 
okay, thanks for being patient with me. And so, yeah, calendar, that's it for me. How about you? Yeah, I think if I, like, as I asked the question, I was like, what is my productivity binky? <laughs> I feel like my life is not completely in chaos. And I have to say it is the calendar because I think one, like, I think I started off by saying that when you and I jumped on the call, it's like, if it's not, if it's not a person and if it's not like I'm not consulting or delivering service right now, or if I'm like, I don't have a meeting appointment, like that stuff is kind of like falling behind a little bit, but I'm showing up for all of my meetings. I'm showing up for all of the things I'm supposed to do. I'm still working with clients. So I feel like my calendar does keep me grounded. I'm like, these are my priorities. These are the things. And if I want to make a phone call, I'm scheduling those things in, even with my friends lately, because I'm like, if it is on the calendar, then I save the space for it. That makes me more productive, you know? Yeah. I think we all need to find that thing that we can rely on. Mm, our productivity binky. I think that's going to be the phrase of the day. <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling like a kid. <laughs> this may be my five-year-old coming out. Like, can we come on and play? Everything is chaotic. My two-year-old probably came out last week when the kitchen just exploded. So yeah. you know, maybe we can play together. <laughs> my 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 five year year old doesn't come out very often. My seven year old is feisty. She's like, okay. get the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> my five year old likes the schedule. Keeps keeps everybody at fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's good to laugh at this kind of stuff too, and not take it too seriously. Yeah. And yes, obviously, you know, if something major is happening. I'm not saying to brush it off, but you know, laugh at yourself a little bit, you know, look at it with more positive lens. We as human beings can twist and turn everything into something negative and mountainous. It's easy to do. It takes more effort to look at something with a positive set of eyes and to say, oh, you know, it's crazy now, but it's going to be fabulous in the end. You know, it might, yeah, it takes some effort and some meditation and some practice. But I think if we do that, then we have the ability to really focus in on what we do have versus what we don't have. Yeah. It's a much better perspective to have, I think. Although sometimes it does feel good to rage like a two-year-old. So, you know, I get that too. <laughs> well, I liked when you earlier when you said sometimes you like you don't want to wallow on the like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I suck. You know, I didn't deliver the thing that you're expecting you from me. I like how you said, like, apologize and acknowledge for the fact that somebody has been waiting, right? Thank you for your patience. And also acknowledge that you are, have, maybe if you feel like acknowledging that there's something going on in your own life that prevented that from happening. And yeah. then just kind of move forward and just kind of go with, like, what comes next. So you don't have to, you don't have to be the delay, right? I don't yeah. Sometimes I, ha- I feel like I have clients and they're late all the time. And they say that, like, I'm always late. So they become the thing. They do. I don't know if it's like self-prophecy, right? Because I say I'm always late, therefore I'm late all the time. Or if it's just the way it is. So trying to figure that one out. You know, I think it's so interconnected. Mm. Back when I used to do uh, hands-on organizing with, you know, clients in their homes. I had a client, just an amazing relationship with this client. And she would always talk about this one room in her house. She called it the clutter room. Mm. Clutter room, and it's her. It's she wanted it to be her Zen space, right? And so that's what I was there to help her with to get this clutter room, transform it into this Zen space. And as the room became more transformed each time we worked together, 
she still referred to it as the clutter room. And I said, you know, would you want to sit in a clutter room or a cluttered room with that? Make you feel calm and serene and zen? She's like, no. And I said, okay, so let's start calling it exactly what you want it to be. Let's start visualizing and picturing it and actually using those words, the positive words that describe the space, because then it sort of lifts the mood around this room and it gives you a different perspective. So I, I do agree with you that if I keep saying I'm always late or I'm always whatever that might be, I start behaving in that way and others start to expect those things mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. So. Why not? It takes just as much effort to put a negative spin as it does. Well, maybe easier, easier to put a negative spin on things. Why not take the energy and put it a more positive sort of light on something? So I'm the person that is working on being on time. Oh, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of I'm always late. Getting on time is getting places on time is never a problem for me, except with you. I don't know know why, but I'm always late for our appointments. I'm like, I don't know what's up with that. (laughs) Well, you know, you're never late for lunch when we, when we used to meet up for lunch. I don't know what's happening. Maybe I I, need to come with food. I will now set out like some fruit or something. So, you know, to expect some food. (laughs) Can you Uber me some food or something? (laughs) I find, I love the idea of like reframing what you want it to be. I love the idea of like self-compassion, which is what I heard when you said, like, you know, you are not the, you know, you are not late. Just situation. And I loved the idea of having a productivity binky. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to find a way to use that in a sentence, like with a real life person other than you. see how they react yes I'm gonna you know next new client lead or client I'm gonna say so yeah and if you're (laughs) listening to this podcast and you have a productivity link binky you should share with us on social media we would love to hear how how you're using this warm blanket of productivity to keep your life calm and in control yes absolutely we would love to hear that I think unless you have anything to say we could just wrap up this episode yeah we could i think this is it i think we're good awesome thanks everybody for joining us we'll see you again soon bye bye thanks for listening to this episode of the productivity lovers podcast we hope you enjoyed it please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast for more tips and notes from the show check us out at productivitylovers.com Talk to you soon.